When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast post-game show. Uh, I'm Mike Luke, joined by the great William Brad Alice. All right, Arizona wins 85-67. Uh, Brad, this was a very wholesome win for me um, because basically everybody played well here. Uh, Kylan Boswell, we got to give a huge shout-out to Kylan Boswell, and we're going to get to that. But overall, this team showed a lot of gumption, showed a lot of moxie, and quite frankly, um, this was a kind of game that uh, I think that Arizona needed, especially as you're, uh, you got Oregon. Again, then you got the LA schools. Very, very happy with everything I saw out there, William. Yeah, you know, it was a weird game where they went up big. Uh, I think led by almost 18 at one point. Um, then, of course, ASU did what everyone seems to do and went on a 7 or 8 0 run to open up the second half. And from there, it was an arm's length game. Uh, ASU threatened many times, could never quite get it down. I think six was the lowest. And then we hit about the eight minute mark, and Arizona just pulled away. Um, would I have liked to see Arizona put the foot on the gas to start the second half? Yeah. Um, did I see some things I didn't like during that stretch? Yeah, I thought they got very – they kind of got a little selfish with the ball. They got very careless with the ball. A um, few defensive lapses. But overall, I don't care what you did at McHale. You got an 18-point win on the road in the Pac-12. It's a good win. All right, now let's talk about Kylan Boswell again. Been hard on Kylan Boswell, and again, Kylan Boswell, this is the difference maker that we saw. And it's funny because he didn't even play a ton in the second half, but man, Brad, was he, he was he was uh, he was confident with his shot. He was getting to the hoop. He was showing the body control that he has. Man, he w- it was just a breath of fresh air. And again, that's what we've been talking about. Everybody knows that he's fully capable of this. But man, when he plays like that, I mean, Arizona is a monster of a team to deal with. And I, I, I just couldn't be happier for the kid and how he responded there because he responded in a big way. I actually thought tonight kind of summed up the Kylan Boswell experience because he didn't play great at the beginning of the second half. And what happened? Um, You know, ASU made the comeback. But for 30, 35 minutes, he was excellent. Uh, You know, you can can excuse foul trouble because I thought the officiating was inconsistent. Um, I don't know if he necessarily adjusted, but I'm not sure anyone adjusted. And that includes both sides. I think Arizona had more and ones than I've ever seen in a college game. It felt like (laughs) an NBA game from the 90s. Um, but yes, overall Boswell was excellent, but again, you saw he had some lapses in what I would say concentration, a couple turnovers or plays that led to turnovers because he couldn't quite get his hand on what was someone else's fault, but maybe earlier in the game he did and ASU took advantage, but when it counted again to build up a lead and to extend the lead, Boswell was excellent. 
He was excellent. And again, you saw again what he could do. We also got to talk about Jaden Bradley here because um, this was brought up by Aaron Torres on Twitter. And I know it's not a perfect comparison, but man, Jaden Bradley has become a real difference maker off the bench. And again, there are a little bit of shades. And again, I'm not, I don't, I'm, he's not going to be Jason Terry. I'm not saying that, but the way that he comes in, uh, and kind of just changes things is a little bit like JT was back in 96, 97, 97, 98, and that there really isn't anybody quite like him on the uh, roster. I mean, as good as Broswell is, as good as Bibby was, they didn't quite have that quick twitch that uh, that um, the JT had or the Jaden Bradley had or the Jaden Bradley has. And he's got some of the quickest hands that I think that I've seen here at the U of A in quite some time. He's a real difference maker, Brad. And you were on this from day one about how much you liked him. He was he was he, he was scintillating as well as uh, they were. They were both just awesome today. Tonight actually showed for me why I want to start Bradley and then play Boswell as he dictates. And, and what I mean is I think Boswell is a guy who, because he is inconsistent, but when he's on, we saw, like we saw tonight, he's really on. I think he can be that spark off the bench that, that Bradley is. Cause Bradley, while being a quick twitch guy and being a, a better athlete, frankly, than Kylan Boswell, his game is not super athletic. It's actually a very pass first run the offense kind of game. He just does it in a gear that most guys who play that style can't do. But I personally would much rather see Bradley start. And then if Boswell has the hot hand, either let Boswell play or do what they did for a stretch tonight, play him side by side, where Bradley's more your point guard. Boswell gets to be your offense off the bench because Boswell is a guy who, when all is right, mentally, physically, uh, planets aligning, can fill it up. and. Right fill it up at a high rate um, because of his ability to get that three-point shot off. Right. And you just look at his box score right now. This is something, too, that we've talked about pretty much all season, is that Arizona, and I think a little bit of the differential that Arizona has over a lot of different teams, is that you've also got, you've got listen, you got six or seven six or seven difference makers when they are playing well. And you saw that today on this box score. I mean, you look 10, 14, 17, 12, 16, 7, 7. Uh, let's get back. Let's get to KJ Lewis for a second. Um, KJ Lewis has struggled of late. Um, he's committed a lot of fouls. He hasn't quite been the player that I think is probably going to be a lottery pick at some point. But KJ was also, he got back on his, uh, he got back into his rhythm as well. And again, you had both, you had basically everybody kind of uh, playing well. And again, Arizona led ASU back in the game. That was that was less than ideal, obviously. But they also hit him back with, in a big way, and it had a little bit of a feel of a a round of thirty two game, if that makes any sense. Like again, I, I know ASU is not going to be at the tournament; they stink. But it, it the way that you were playing a capable team, and the way that they were able to come back, and the way that Arizona smacked them right back, I thought was impressive. No, and, and while ASU is certainly not an eight or nine seed, they're also not a 15 or 16 seed. Right. Um, frankly, ASU probably should be better than their record is. Um, to me, they more resemble talent-wise, and they have some holes. Yes. Right. They, they really, to me, are the team they were in the preseason, in the non-conference, right. which was a, okay, good team. So they're probably the equivalent of a 14 um, uh, from a uh, talent from, perspective, from a talent standpoint, yeah, I agree with that. So while it's not someone Arizona would see in the first round, it's really not someone Arizona would see in the second round. 
it had you're right. It has that feel of that second round game where the team is plucky. Um, they make you uncomfortable, but next thing you know, Arizona or, or, or any of the better seeds are suddenly up 18 and on their way to the sweet 16. And we, we're going to have a, I think we're going to have some Anthony Totri audio where he, cause he lost a bet to me. Um, and, uh, I think the, uh, the, uh, great Eric Ruby behind the scenes might be working on this, but first the desert financial credit union by the numbers segment is up. Okay. Um, Listen to this. First of all, Desert Financial Credit Union by the numbers. Uh, it's number Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. And um, again, all kinds of good stuff. Check it out. Again, Desert Financial Credit Union. A uh, b- big part of this right here, Brad, is, well, I mean, all these stats are obviously, uh, um, you know, <laughs> in definitely in Arizona's favor. But Arizona beat them up on the Arizona beat them up in the paint. I mean, you look at points in the paint, 44 to 20. That's that's your game right there. And, you know, obviously Umar Ballo, leader of men, but a lot of play, a lot of Arizona players were able to just get in the lane that weren't necessarily big men. That's your difference in the game right there. Yeah, I was kind of surprised how how easily um, Arizona did get into the lane because, again, how many and ones do they pick up tonight? Right. And that rebound stat is, frankly, it's staggering when you consider yeah. – ASU had six offensive rebounds in the first five or six minutes. Right. Um, that means they only had about 24 rebounds the rest of the game. And that, you know, obviously even more, I think they had two or three defensive rebounds as well during that stretch. So almost a third of their rebounds, I think, came in, you know, before the second TV timeout. Um, but if you look at it, you know, ASU has a big guy who's springy, but he's a beanpole. Umar Balo kind of established himself early on. Um, he that's the kind down. of game that, this was the kind of game that Umar Ballo should eat and Umar Ballo should eat the entire game. And how good were they during that one stretch of feeding him in the post where they tried to front Ballo right. and they went over the top and he, to his credit, he was able to catch it because we all know hands are not always his strong point. Um, right. but he, he looked really good. Obviously he's on that streak of, of, of double doubles and they're using him in a way. I think you want to see Umar Ballo use, and that's a guy who is not top two uh, offensive option, but he's going to clean up the glass. He's going to find some mismatches and Arizona has talented enough guards that they can exploit those mismatches. All right. Now circle K, what, what do you think the chances are that this team maybe stopped by circle K on the way to the game? Because they had a pep to their step that they don't always have. I think it's a good chance. They're part of the inner circle. I also think it's a very good chance. They, I don't know. Is the, is the one on Ahwatukee, uh still open there? Would not surprise uh, me at all if they hit up multiple circle Ks. Yeah, you would I agree. know there's a couple on, uh, I think on Railroad has a couple right there. So probably hit two or three on the way out. Refill those polar pops and, and get some snacks. Yeah. I'm sure that's what they did. Now, they're probably also part of the uh, inner circle. Uh, for uh, Join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. Okay, what's that? Why is what Brad Rich? I, I love Zeus. I think you got the wrong guy. Yeah, like, all right. I, I like him way better than Mike likes him. Mike, Mike's the, the yeah, for sure. That's probably me. All right. all right, a couple things. We got a super snap coming in here. Super snap, hot and heavy. The two dollars super snap. Another back the A reference. All right, enough uh, talking. Let's hear Anthony Totree, the esteemed colleague over at uh, does a great job with PHNX Sun Devils, saying that he now backs the A. Let's hear this, Eric Ruby. Back the A. Back to the end. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. <laughs> it sucks to suck, Toe Tree. <laughs> what were you going to have to do if ASU had the upset? Forks down, but you know what? He told 
here's where here's where the ASU education and the U of A education is a little bit over in that uh, he didn't ask for any points. He said straight up, I'll take that. Can we play that one more time? I really liked that. Back the A. Back the A. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. All right. Um, now, let's get back to this team, though. This now, is... a real quick question. How many of the people, and I'm looking here on my uh, my right uh, side of the screen here, uh, do they know who Totri is? Because, frankly, because I, well, I have a life. I don't watch ASU shows. Oh, they know who Totri is. Almost okay. everybody knows Okay, because Totri... I... Unlike our friends who like to come and crash when we used to do the Tuesdays and and, and, and talk smack about, I, I don't go on the uh, opposing teams. Uh, yeah, no, shows. they all know Totri is because Totri essentially put, puts his way into the Arizona team by um, basically uh, mocking Arizona, but uh, that's where uh, that's where he came in wrong. He also went viral on ESPN. Um, I don't know if you know about this or not. He lost to fantasy football, and we're gonna get back. Oh, to is the he game. is he one of the, is he the Waffle House guy? Yeah, yeah, he's the Waffle House guy. Oh, another super snap. We got super snaps coming in left and right. A super snap. Wow, back the A from Totri, Steve Hernandez. Brad, please take your shirt off. Wow. Oh. No one wow. needs to see the man boobs. All right, yeah, I, I don't want to see that. But no, uh, In fact, I'll super snap you right back to keep it yeah. on. <laughs> All right, now, up front, um, let's talk about this a little bit. This is this is a game there, and I was thinking about this as I was watching it. Umar Ballo, 1,000%. Anytime that you're going against a team that's got a thin big man, Umar Ballo needs to destroy that person at this point. Um, listen, there's going to be points against big teams where, you know, you got strong athletic guys. I'm thinking basically every single Big 12 team in the country. But in a game like this, and I'm still thinking ahead to the tournament and stuff like that, you 1,000, he, he's just, he's got to be, he's got to be a difference maker. He's got to be able to use his weight. And he was able to do that in this game, William. No, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the big a big man his size or similar size who's a little more skilled than him is is an issue. Yeah. And the six seven, six eight um guys who you know Oregon always has seems to have, you know, the Washington State has this year, those guys give him trouble. But when you're six nine and need to mix in uh, another T bone. Yeah. That that Umar is going to barbecue like chicken for Exactly, exactly. Um, th those are the games Ballo needs to step up, and that's what this team, when they're going good, does so well. They exploit these matchups, right? Um, you know, on 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 the nights that you've got a lesser guy in Caleb Love, he's going to put up his twenty five. Um, you know, when Boswell's feeling it, feed Boswell. But when he's not, don't force it to Boswell. Let let Jaden Bradley take over or whoever. So that's, you know, I think that's something Tommy Lloyd is still learning to get that feel. Um, but again, when this team does it well, they do it so well. Listen to this. Tony Olivero, the great Tony Olivero. Um, okay, now. The Umar Ballo, a U of A all-time double-double streak record. He's on the verge of his insane 50-year record. He's been playing like a presence. We badly need uh, uh, We badly needed just a few weeks ago. Listen, we've been talking about this all pretty much uh, for a while now. I've lived from 92-93 on, from the Chris Mills team on, uh, from the New Orleans game of that year um, with Irvin, not Magic Johnson. I've watched every single Arizona game. Um and so we've seen a lot of really, I've seen a lot of really good big men. Brad goes back a little bit uh, deeper than me, but I've seen, I've seen pretty much everybody, or at least a lot of them. And 
what he's doing is something that we cannot take for granted here. Again, I know that he is far from perfect. I know that there's times with the, uh, the pick and roll defense, he's not good. I know there's times when he can look a little heavy footed, heavy handed, but man, at the end of the day, those numbers don't lie. And he, these are again, 14 and 13, 19 and 13, 17 and 12. These are big grown double doubles that he is getting on a game by game by game basis. William. The thing is, there's just not many human beings built like Umar Balo. Right. And while he is not the athlete that a Christian Coloco is, or even a Lauren Woods was, he's a good athlete who happens to be in the size of, uh, you know, a defensive lineman who's seven foot. Um, so he, again, he, he, he can't be your star. He can't be your, your go-to, but when he's your third and fourth option and he's playing within himself and when the coaches aren't forcing it to him down low, as we saw a little bit earlier in the year, yeah. and when he's dialed in and grabbing rebounds and using his body effectively, he's, I, I don't know if he's a unique player in college basketball, but there aren't many Umar well, Ballard. He is a unique player, Brad, because look around the country. I mean, there are some guys, like I said, you know, a Hunter Dickinson, for example. He, I still consider him Big Ten, so I don't want to give him much credit, besides obviously Zach Eady. But you can count on one hand the amount of players that you can pencil in for a legitimate double-double pretty much every single game. There's not a lot of those dudes out there, Brad. No, and again, there's not many guys who can body him. Right. There's not many guys who can go toe to toe strength wise with him. Um, and that's, and that's where he has that advantage. And, you know, that's why if you get into the, when you get in the tournament matchups are so key, because if you have the wrong front line and why do we keep going food reference, but Umar Bala's going to feast Yeah, and he can maybe not single-handedly take, but I mean, he can, he could single-handedly win a first round game against the wrong front line. And David Blattman, the great David Blattman. Does anyone have the ASU score? I <laughs> love it. Love it. Love That's it. Well played. That That's was well played. very well played. All right. AZ Cats G with one of the super snaps. Super snap for the great job. Bear down. Go Cats. Okay. Now, um, let's talk a little bit then about Caleb Love. Now, again, I get beat up sometimes on Shears board. I'm probably a little bit too much of a Caleb Love fanboy. That's for you, AJ. But um, listen. He didn't have a great game. There were some times when he uh, he shot a couple shots where it was like, eh, even for me. But I'll just I'll say one thing, man. He's got a little bit of a dagger in him, though. Like when it, it's very rare to see somebody that can just play like poo, and then you know when that dagger shot needs to come, he's a lot of times he's there. He's just a he's a unique player because he didn't play he didn't play great today by any means. But he was good early. He was good early when Arizona built up that early lead. Right. And then he was good late when Arizona right. pulled away. And yes, in between, no, not very good. But um, that's, that's again, we talked about the Kyler Boswell experience. We talked about the Umar Balo experience. It's the Caleb Luck. This team is a team of experiences uh, because that's one of the things that's fun and maddening about them is they're, they're inconsistent. Right. Um, but oh, they by the way, win I in a variety of ways. I missed a super snap. Eric, can you bring this one? I think I missed one of the super snaps. This is a super chat, not a super snap. Well, for the longest time, I thought they were called super snaps, so I'm just going to run with the super snap. But if you actually tell me to call it a super chat, 
I will call it a super chat on this. This is a super chat, not a super snap. Okay. Um, but you know, again, he's what, what, what Arizona needs though. And this is going to be a huge part of, I think kind of the maturation of this team is that, and yes, uh, Meisner, great point, eight, eight uh, rebounds, five assists and a steal, but Everybody else needs to be able to be able to do their own thing because there's going to be a game in the NCAA tournament where Caleb goes five of 17. There just is. I mean, he's, you know, he's not, he's not recession proof in that regard. And so like a Pella Larson, for example, Pella, every single game to me, and he started to do this a little bit more, even though he didn't necessarily make the shots. If Pella has an open three-point shot, he needs to shoot it because he can shoot the ball. I don't like him passing up open threes. He can 1,000% make those shots. Not only that, I also think that he needs to be able to, uh, you know, to, to ma maintain his aggression. I am more than okay with Pella Larson being aggressive. Uh, as opposed to being passive, because when Pella's aggressive, that's when he starts getting the and ones. That's when he starts getting to the hoop. And then when you start having to really pay attention to him, that's also when he starts dishing it because he's a pretty good passer as well. Pella to me is somebody that every single game I need to be able to pencil Pella in again, kind of like Umar Ballo, leader of men, as 14 points, five or, you know, five, six rebounds, three or four assists while playing his good defense, William. No, yeah, I think what you need out of Pella is you need Pella to be, like you said, aggressive and then figure out if that aggressive is going to mean 14 points or five assists. Is he going to be a continuously driving to the hoop, pulling up for three, or not even pulling up, hitting the open three, right? or is he going to be a driving dish guy? Is he going to be uh, a finding Umar guy? Uh, but all of that is contingent upon him being aggressive. Sounds like a movie, Finding Umar. It does. Um you know, it's the story of a boy from Mali who, um, <laughs> from yeah, so, um, but that's what we need from Pella. He needs to be aggressive. He needs to not sit back and watch Caleb Love because when you have Caleb Love and Pella Larson and frankly, Jaden Bradley being aggressive and driving in the lane, good things happen. Good things do happen. Let me ask you this. It's almost like winning the Arizona lottery. Brad, have you ever won the Arizona lottery? And don't be bashful if you have. Many people deny it when they might have. You know, I don't think I personally have. My wife's won some money here and there. Ooh, um, well, that counts. Basically, spit it right at Circle K on Polar Pops. Up. As you should, because you're part of the inner circle. But the Arizona Lottery is not just about playing games and winning prizes. Like William Brad Alice, it's about giving back to the community. All right, now, check it out. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes and Gila River Resorts and casinos. They got the cool little blue wave. Uh, John Schuster and I noticed that you can notice it anywhere and everybody wants to be part of it because it's a fun, immersive experience. Check it out again. Gila River Resorts and Casinos. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details. Um, now, again, I don't know. Oh, by the way, very good point here, Noah. I was kind of surprised Bobby Hurley didn't get a uh, didn't get a technical in this game. I thought Bobby Hurley, especially early on, I thought that he was going for one of those technicals. I was even asking people if I thought that uh, they thought Bobby Hurley was going to get ejected. None of that happened, Brad. No, I think it was too close for him to get ejected. Um, but you know, it's a shame if that. And I don't know. It sounds like. Um, Sounds like maybe he and his son don't know if they're going to be back uh, right. next year. That's at least on the TV broadcast. Um, but it would have been a nice way for him to, you know, bid farewell to the Pac-12 is with a, a pouty right. face ejection. But 
um, you know, his team was in it enough where he had to coach down the stretch. All right. Now let's, uh, let's talk about the Tommy Lloyd technical. Cause that was funny. Meisner, my man, uh, another super snap, some polar pop money, $5 that can get you a couple polar pops. Um, all right now toe trees. So toe tree, AJ, I gave you a shout out earlier, uh, but uh, toe tree is saying we were rattled this game. And <laughs> no, no, no toe tree. That's toe tree being dumb. All right. Um, seriously, how did Tommy get a tech and not Bobby? I'm still wondering that myself because again, he, um, because uh, again, I was watching it at Tap and Bottle the watch party, and everybody kind of looked around and they're like, "What? What the heck just happened?" And oh yeah, by the way, uh, Tommy Lloyd got a technical. How does Tommy Lloyd get a technical and Bobby Hurley doesn't get a technical, William? I don't know. I I, I kind of missed the replay to see exactly what Tommy did. It just seemed like. Um, maybe he had said something early in the game and the ref had enough of them because it didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice it, but again, I missed part of it. I was uh, helping the kids with the homework at the same time while trying to watch the game. All right, real quick. We want to, people are talking about toe tree. Can we get this video up one last time, Eric Ruby? And Back the A. Back the A. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. Oh, I can't watch that enough. That is very, very good stuff. Okay. Now. This was obviously a very nice win. Here's the thing, though, that it, with Arizona, you got to continue to move this. You got to continue to be able to. Uh, you got to continue to be able to, because if you lose to Oregon, then some of the uh, good, uh, then some of the good, uh, the vibes are gone. You got to be able to continue to push this. And again, I've been saying this for the longest time. To me, it's far more about what Arizona does than what. Um, than what the other teams do. Because again, let's be honest here. Arizona is much better than ASU. ASU stinks. Um, Oregon, not good. Uh, the, the LA schools, not good either. Arizona should be able to win out, even though one game is at home and two games are on the road. Yeah, frankly, uh, if Arizona is focused and playing well, they probably shouldn't lose until the Pac-12 championship game. That's where I'm at too. And whether that's playing... You know, obviously, it looks like it's probably going to be Washington State. I, and frankly, maybe Washington State's the only team that really should be able to play with Arizona. I do think um, it's a bad matchup for Arizona. Obviously, Washington State proved themselves. But, but I want to play him again, though. I want to yeah. play him again. If you're no, Arizona. I would too. And, and frankly, I think Washington State wants to play Arizona again because even a loss to Arizona is going to help them with seeding. Right. Um, the worst thing for Washington State, frankly, might be dropping one more game and then, you know, having to, you know, miss out on Arizona and, and like, uh, you know, play a, play a, a, a Colorado or something right. in the finals. Right. But I, I want to play, I want to play Washington state again, because listen, uh, you're going to play a team like, cause we all have here. We're not ASU. We have national championship aspirations here though. If you back the a and one thing that, uh, you know, Washington State has proven to be a tough matchup for Arizona for a variety of different reasons. I want to be able to get them. Uh, I want to be able to get them uh, or play them again. And honestly, I think that they should do that. Um, and, uh, you know, oh, by the way, another super snap from the great Jeremiah Dibble, a good friend of mine, Jeremiah Dibble. Safe to say when Boz plays like that, we are elite. Yes, dude, from your mouth to God's ears, or is it from God's ears to your, what's the phrase? Your mouth to God's ears? I think your mouth to God's ears. And I like the championship belt in his uh, photo there. Oh, dude, Dibs is the man. Dibs is totally – Dibs is one of the coolest people I've ever any, met. Any relation to Rob? Rob Dibble? Dibble? No, he is not. I don't – former – uh, Former pitcher, the, former reliever yeah. for the – one of my favorite players in the major leagues at that, at that time. He used to have a show on ESPN. Um, yeah, it's good. 
But man, it comes down to that though. Boswell again is a <laughs> that's that's the dude. That's the guy that when he was a top 15 to 20 player coming out of a, coming out of a, a high school. That's the guy that listen, I think it's been a while since we've seen it, but against Duke, it's kind of easy to forget that there was a long time on there where he was the best player on the court for quite a while. He was hitting step backs. He was getting into the lane. He was doing all kinds of stuff. And he allows everybody else to kind of fall into their roles then. Caleb Love doesn't have to. I mean, look at Caleb Love. He had one of his best passing games of the season. And that's because he had, you know, the point guards were, you know, doing what they were supposed to do. But man, you have such a bigger margin for error when Kylan is playing like that. No, obviously when, when, when he becomes another weapon for Arizona, they become even tougher to match up with. Right. That's, again, another score you have to count for, another big-time athlete you have to try to match up with. And, you know, the irony is uh, at this time last year, I didn't think he was playing enough. Right. Um, obviously, my one of my biggest criticisms of Tommy Lloyd's two, now three-year run was not playing him more in the second half against Princeton. Right. And now I'm ready for him to play less, except when he plays like he does tonight, in which case – Give me, you know, give me more Boswell. And that's what I'm hoping Tommy will do. Use him, uh, kind of break glass as needed. You know, the better he plays, give him more minutes. If he does have one of those bad games, though, I'm more than comfortable giving all his minutes to Jaden Bradley and KJ Lewis. Let's get back. Let's get back to that in a second. Another super snap from Benjamin Noriega. We appreciate you guys. Oh, Udafo in there. You got it right. I got to give Udafo some credit. Every time I've ever argued with Udafo on the message boards, I end up being wrong. He ends up being right. And so um, Udafo, we need more of your podcast, not less, because that way I can steal some of your information and giving you minimal credit to make me look a little bit better. We need more of that, Udafo. By the way, it was also really cool seeing Mike Bibby in a Mike Bibby in attendance. Um, Mike Bibby to me is, and again, I know everybody goes back. I never saw Sean Elliott, but Mike Bibby to me, Mike Bibby, in my opinion, is the best player that I ever saw at the U of A. I know some people would go Damon, got no problem with that. Um but if I need to win one game, I'm taking Mike Bibby. It was cool seeing Mike Bibby there just because of just what a, you know, just just what a, a you know, a mercurial, or not a mercurial player, but just like a phenom that he was here at the U of A. No, but I think mercurial is an apt description. Here's a guy who has been in the spotlight since he was about a freshman in high school, but who doesn't really like the public. Right. Um, but has backed Arizona enough. Uh, you know, never pulled an Antonio Pierce, never pulled uh, what you've seen a few other guys. Right. Um, came back when Lute asked him for alumni stuff, even right. though he wasn't always comfortable with it. He was really, I mean, he was a guy who just, even when he was in college, had his girlfriend, had his kid, didn't do a whole lot, you know. Um, but yeah, it is cool to see um, him coming out in support. And I know he took a, a selfie with uh, Rivera. Yeah. Um, and it's always funny to see. It's, it's ironic to see how many. And it's a lot like a lot of the football guys with Anthony. How right. many of these reporters respect a guy like Rivera? Um, you know, even what thirty years later, almost. Right. right. But it was just it was just cool to see him there. And again, like you know, he was just a uh, one 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 quick story. Like people always ask me, they're like, "Who is the you know the most?" the touted player that ever came here it was Mike Bibby by a mile, because you got to remember too, this was before the, this was before all the recruiting rankings, all of the national stuff. This was the second best player in the entire country behind Kobe Bryant. 
Um, and you know, he, he just was, and I remember watching him at Sal point, funny story. So he went to, and we'll get back to the game here in just a second, but I'm nerding out here for a second. Um, when, it, uh, shadow mountain came to play Sal point and there was a line literally all the way down mountain. And so what I did essentially was I just cut, I mean, I was 11 at the time and I just cut to the front of the line by just pretending to be stupid. Well, not pretending to be stupid, just being my normal self. And then I was able to get into the game and it was standing room. It was standing room only. It was, it, it was remarkable. The team showed up there, but like I said, just a, a, a totally, you know, Hard, hard to really explain just just kind of the hype of that era. Let's get back to Jane Bradley though for a second. Um, well, I, I, know, I think one of the reasons it was is it was a mystery. Um, yeah. You heard about Bibby. You couldn't go on YouTube and see highlights. Right, right. Um, you couldn't, you know, you had to wait for uh, you know, one you of had to go to Shadow Mountain essentially. Or one of the newsletters to come. You know, yeah, one of the newsletters to come with your recruiting stuff. Right. You know, or or try to see if uh, Burleson was going to write about him in the Long Beach Press-Telegram. Um, it was very, as I said, it was, it was very almost like punk rock back then, recruiting, yeah. where you heard about bands, but right. you couldn't hear them unless you could find the bootleg record. So right. it was it was cool back then. But Brad it's Rich. better now, but it was cool. Brad Rich, I don't know what you're talking about. Besides the fact I don't like people with two first names, I've been telling you about Boswell this entire show. Um, the uh, Bo uh, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that he was fantastic. And if er if he gets that kind of uh, if he gets that kind of um, you get that kind of effort from him, then Arizona is going to go very very deep. Uh, Robert Garantano uh, wasn't Sean Elliott. Mo yes, almost everybody. El Elliott's the best player. It yeah. is, but. I've told you something that the goat uh, Brian Jeffries has told me multiple times, though. I've told you this. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. I mean, he, he said if he had to have one, he said he said if no. I for one game, he said he's taking Mike Bibby. Oh, I, I don't disagree with that. Sean Elliott is an alien. Yeah. Um, Bibby, in a weird way, might be the best basketball player, if right. that makes any sense. And Gilbert might have the most overall talent, but just didn't have the right makeup. But Elliot, if you can find Elliot highlight, guy was six eight, legit small forward, right? Smooth. He's yeah. Uh, for for and again, now I'm still aging myself. If anyone remembers how smooth Ray Allen was before some of the knee stuff, um, before he got old. Imagine that, but Sean, Sean was the best player of the, here, here's the best way I can put it. We're going to get back to the game. I promise Sean Elliott was the best player is the best player of the post UCLA dynasty in the pack 10 pack 12. Um, there are some people nipping at his heels, maybe a Gary Payton, maybe a Jason kid, but it is, but it's Sean Elliott. Sean Elliott is the best player. And, uh, that's, um, that's just the way it is. All right, let's get back to Jaden Bradley here for a second. But I, I like this comparison again. I'm, it's not perfect. Um, but again, when JT came into the game, JT switched things because JT had the very active hands. They have very similar body frames as well. They have the, the, their, their athleticism, their quick twitch. And you know, what's also interesting about him. He can't shoot like JT, but he's got a pretty nice ability to be able to get into the paint and to be able to finish in traffic. I think his best basketball is definitely ahead of him. I'm excited to see what he can do moving forward because there's a lot to work with there. Yeah, and again, and again, this isn't an app, that's perfect comparison, but in some ways, doesn't Bradley remind you he has a little bit of 
TJ McConnell's game, but in I don't hate that, but in JT's athletic package. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, I think McConnell was a little more cerebral, but I think Jane Bradley has an NBA future. Boom, I said it. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he does too because he's got the good frame. He's got to develop a little bit better of a shot, but the, the mid range game is coming. Right. Um, that's that's what I think is interesting. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, the mid-range game is coming. All right, now let's get back to uh, now. Let, let's talk a little bit then about this team. Um, my this whole my my whole thing is I want I want to get the one or the two seed out west. That's all I really care about, and I don't really care if it's to, and to me it doesn't really uh, it doesn't really matter a lot to me because if you're the one seed out west, you're going to be the weakest the weakest uh, of the uh, one seeds. So you're going to get the best of the two seed, whoever that likely is. Or you could be a two seed out west, and you're probably you're going to get the weakest of the one seeds. If I'm a two seed out west, and I've got say Marquette is the one seed, I'm just throwing them out as an example. I am more than okay with that. I am honestly, I'm I'll take my chances all day long. I just want to be able to have as many. <laughs> I know this sounds stupid to say. I want to have it, be able to have as many quote unquote easy games as possible before the really get the real tough games. I'd like to get a really crappy eight, nine team that I don't really have to worry about because then in the, when the sweet 16 hits, it's game on at that point. Yeah. And I, again, I think, and I saw some n- recent numbers that might've even been on Jason's board. Um, I did not realize the statistical difference between a one and a two was so great. Yeah, it is. It's um, wild. I saw the same thing. And I wild. knew it was in the first round, but man, even for the final four, it's right. like a 20 point difference. Right. Um, so that just tells you, you know, because I think the way you see a big drop is from three to four. So that right. sweet 16 game, um, and, you know, and again, I know the irony here is I don't want the championship in the four, but um, you see a drop because two to three, there's not a huge difference. Right. Um, some no. of the ones and twos, but, um, you know, getting that four seed and then, yeah. So I think that's where you start to see the difference. All right. Now, real quick, this NBA talks Cohen here. Um, I consider Gilbert easily. Now, listen, he didn't have the longevity, but Gilbert had the Gilbert's apex was higher than any U of a player by a mile. You got to remember this dude was averaging 31 per game and an era where uh, teams were scoring 96 or 97 points. Um, I've always believed that uh, the Jason Terry is the second best NBA player or U of a player. And here's why is that Jason Terry is in the NBA finals. And again, this is a guy that scored almost 20,000 career points this dude. And again, I full credit to what Andre Iguodala did in the finals, full credit. But Jason Terry was giving LeBron James the business. Jason Terry was giving him 25, 26, 27 points per game. JT was just in in NBA finals. I think he averaged over 20 points per game in his two separate NBA finals. And um, he shot something like 55 or 50 something percent from the field. He was to me, JT was the second best pro after Gilbert. Then I think you probably go Iggy, Aaron Gordon, all those people. But JT to me was the second best. Do we not give Damon enough credit? Yeah, but the problem with Damon, though, I is mean, I Damon- wasn't the longevity was he hung around and was just a guy for a while. But those first few years were pretty special, too. True. Those first two years in Toronto were awesome. But then he went to Portland and he was like an 11, 12, 13 point per game guy. He really wasn't. No, and I get that. But I don't. But the fact that we don't even mention because I think you and again, this is a big if you take the championships away from Iggy. Yeah. And 
he's just a guy after he left Philly. Um, now the what he did in the championship, what he did with the Olympics, you can't over. And again, I he's better. He's essentially RJ if he doesn't have the championship. Yeah, he's but but again, Damon had a really good little run there, and no one mentions him at all. And I'm not saying he's with those other guys, right? But the fact that no one mentions him, and, and frankly, Bibby doesn't. I don't think get enough run because he had. A really good, but never he, he great dominated run. with the Kings and those those yep. things against the Lakers. I mean, you know, yep. he was dropping. I mean, he he was their crunch time player right there. Championships does make a difference. I get that, but those are also some championships. I, I, again, like you know, when you're on the, Warriors, the Robert Ory argument, yeah, uh, yeah, to a certain to cer- uh, to a certain degree. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, um, all right. Now back to oh, let's but I'm also. Annoyed by Arizona fans who talk about what a great college player Andre Iguodala was. No, Lute wanted him out. His whole team wanted him out. Right. He wasn't a starter his first year, and he was what an eleven point guy. He was. He got drafted on ability. Right. Um, And and I've seen the same thing again. There's a revisionist history on RJ. RJ was a better college player than Iggy, but RJ was the fourth or fifth best player on that team. Right. Um, Best, better pro, but you know that's. Again, so it's just because I remember the fans did, were off of it. that. Te- he he was a major reason that team underachieved. I agree with that. Yep, exactly. All right, now um, Dennis now, Walton's right. Adams over Iggy in college. It's not even close for sure. Except Adams senior year. No thanks. No, the second month, the last two. I, people forget he entered January averaging 19 points a game. Yeah, but then he was and finished yeah. averaging 14. Do you yeah. know how bad you have to be to have your scoring average drop by five points? Yeah, a game? And, it, and it was awful. He was just trying to shoot back a, a fatal. Well, he was threes. also suffering from some severe depression over the loss of Shantanese Polk, among some other things. But right. um, wow. three and a half years of Hassan Abs were really, really sure. good. Agreed. All right. Now, Empire, Empire Flooring. Now, also something that's very, very good. Empire Flooring. Check it out. Say you're like William Brad Allison. You've been in the game a long time and you want good floors. Empire Flooring says we are here for you. We are for the people by the people. Check it out. Empire Flooring. Hold on. Where is this? Uh, Where's the disclaimer at? I always lose this. Uh Okay, schedule free in a home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. We're going to make fun of ASU here in a second. But now also, BetMGM, the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Say you want that Brad Alice money. Um, Check out BetMGM Sportsbook app. Uh, sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5. You'll receive $150 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. Let's hear Damon with the disclaimer. Promo code 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 8778-OPEN-Y-467-369-NEW-YORK-Call-800-327-5050-5050-Massachusetts-21-plus-to-wager-please-gamble-responsibly-Call-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA-1-800-BETS-OFF-IOW
I've also thought too, if you had a real coach in there that they could actually be something of substance, but I'm more than okay with them. Not it's, it's bizarre. Cause I feel like everything I hear, Bobby Hurley, the human being is great dude, but as a coach and guy who runs the program grading, cause that's why guys, he's a major reason guys leave. Right. Um, ASU should have made the change last year. They should have rolled out the truck for either um, us, the must bus. I was even going to say Patino or, or beard uh, guys who are flawed and you can get them there. Um, Cause it's not a great job. I know everyone's like, it's in football too. It's a sleeping. They no. have no NIL. They have no real fan support. And the, you're, in a, you're in a pro town. Speak. You're in a pro town. Um, right. Only a few programs work in a pro town and it's, you know, USC football was Miami football you know, few and far between, but what they can, they, but they need to make, a, so what they either need to do is they either need to find someone who is, uh, has a track record and wants to come back. Um, who, who beeline. I don't know. Is he too tainted or you got to find that young, Beeline's like 72 year old racist. You can't bring him in, <laughs> you know, but that's what ASU has to do. Um, or they got to find the super young guy who's the next hot guy and hope he loves Phoenix. I, I got one. Rick Barrett's with the uh, – they should hire George Klyevkov. <laughs> I've heard he could get streaming going. Would he be a better AD than Ray Anderson was? Yeah, for sure. And I got to make fun of – you know what's funny about the whole thing about uh, ASU and people calling Arizona poverty school is that Arizona's been able to pay now. You've been able to bring in an athletic director from the SEC and the didn't uh, – that uh, didn't take a pay cut. You're able to make Tommy Lloyd one of the six or seven highest paid coaches in all of uh, college basketball. Meanwhile, ASU doesn't have an athletic director. They don't. Uh, they're going to have to pay bargain bargain basement money for uh, or uh, for some of these coaches. They have no NIL. <laughs> and frankly, some of their marquee programs are on a downswing. For sure. Um, you know. So yeah, they're they're hurting in many ways. Right. Um, By the way, Tony Olivero. Um, I believe that, I believe that Jordan Hill, Jordan Hill developed the most. I believe from when a player set foot on campus to when he left. Um, and I believe that uh, in midseason, was it you that was uh, saying Brad about who really like what player really kind of the light switch just went on uh, during the season? I thought I thought of one after we got off, and it was a very important one. AJ Bramlett. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. AJ Bramlett's the only dude that went from being crappy to all of a sudden you're like, whoa, you're a difference maker. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the funny thing with Jordan Hill. I, uh, yeah. so after he came into Arizona, we've all heard the story. Luke Psalm sent past him to go watch him. I saw him play and he was playing with the Smyrna Stars, which is essentially a high school team playing in a back gym in some high school I had never been to in Vegas. Um, not one of the big ones that you normally go to. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't even know how Vegas is set up anymore. You used to have the three big tournaments. And he was basically playing a bunch of dudes from SoCal. And we're not talking a real school. We're talking a school I'd never heard of from like the Inland Empire. And if he wasn't six foot ten, you wouldn't have noticed him. Right. Other than he was springy and athletic. I mean, because that's, and for anyone who doesn't know recruiting, that's what you look. You look to see if they have that next level athleticism. But the guy, I think he had four points against a bunch of six, four floppy haired white dudes. Right. Um, and to see where he went and what he did is it's frankly, yeah, it shows a, what a remarkable athlete he was, but B what a remarkable 
developer of talent that Luke and that staff was. The only thing I'm going to, people are bringing up Christian Coloco. Well, yes, he, but he's more like Jordan Hill in his, in his progression because Coloco as a junior was really, really good. AJ Bramlett for half of his sophomore season was not good. Um, and then he became really, really good. So that's going to be, that I think is a little bit of the difference. Uh, Brian Williams did not explode as a senior. He exploded as a junior because he left after his junior year. Kyle Dodd is being mentioned by uh, people as being the next ASU coach. What say you about hiring uh, Kyle Dodd as the next ASU coach? You yep. don't have an alum. And again, I think Kyle's a good dude. Uh, I like his interactions with you. Uh, apparently he's, a pretty good eye for talent. He's the one who found Kyle Fogg. Mm-hmm. They, again, they either need dynamic young coach uh, or they need that experienced veteran guy who needs a second chance or who just wants to retire to Arizona, frankly. Um, but yeah, the don't hire the alum to hire. I mean, if they want to, more than welcome to. Um, but, you know, right. again, I, I, there's a reason I did not just want any guy with a U of A degree. Uh, Although I will say I'm actually somewhat interested by Damon. I'm following Damon. I'm I, and I, I said that when he got hired at Georgia Tech, that this is maybe something to keep an eye on. Because right. if Tommy Lloyd does ever go back to Gonzaga or just in three or four years burns out, and then Damon is essentially trying out for the Arizona job. This is a on-the-job uh, interview in many ways for Arizona, just as Passner at Memphis was too. And unfortunately he just didn't, wasn't a good enough coach at Memphis to be considered for Arizona realistically. All right. No now matter what out. the guys said. <laughs> All right, real quick. Uh, check out. Can you, uh, Eric, can you pull up the, uh, the, the BTFD shirts? These things are awesome. Check it out. Tony Gimino bought one of these shirts. Get these things. These things are absolutely fantastic. You will be very, very happy that you got one. All right. Now, uh, we're going to sign off, but this was a kick-ass game for Arizona. Very, very happy with everything that went down. Everybody out there, you guys are the ones that make the show. Uh, very much appreciate you. Uh, William Brad Alice, very much appreciate you as well. Uh, and um, like I said, we will t- we will talk with everybody soon. But for the great William Brad Alice, oh, all right, real quick, Whitney Houston. Would you guys rather have me sing Whitney Houston or rap Eminem? Listen, you got 15 seconds. Go uh, it's one of those two, uh, Whitney Houston or Eminem. It's one of those two. Um, Brad is turning his, uh, Brad is turning his, uh, let's see here. All right. You know what? I don't, I'm just going to go. I decided long ago, never to walk in anyone's shadow. If I fail, if I succeed, at least I lived as I believe. No matter what they take from me, they won't take away my dignity. Boom! You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.